I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. Welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching the next generation in our world today. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And we are your hosts. We launch new episodes every Monday mm-hmm. to help you start your week off strong. That's right. And we're excited for you to tune in and to listen. Thanks for allowing us the opportunity to journey together with you. I want to just read this review that came in on Apple podcasts, Jamie Haddon, shout out to Jamie. Thanks for listening. She said, so good. Every conversation is intriguing and thought provoking, brings a challenge and hope in each episode. Thank Mm. So thankful for this resource in the midst of young adult ministry. So whether you're starting out Mm -hmm. launching a brand new young adult ministry or strengthening, you know, leading and and taking to the next level an existing young adult ministry, we are here with you as your hosts of this podcast. And we want to be guides along the journey, pointing you to Christ, to his word, to his heart. And this episode, we're doing a special short series called FAQs. And each question, we're going to take, these are shorter episodes and um, they're going to be, you know, short because they're brief into the point, but they're powerful and important to talk about (laughs) the questions that you're actually asking. Well, and here's the very first question that we get all the time. So we're just going to unpack this question. And the question is, what age range is young adult? It is. I'm not joking. It seems like every week in our young adult ministry leaders, Facebook group powered by young adults today, every week. And there's 2,100 of you who are a part of that Facebook group. And, uh, almost every week people are asking like, Hey, what, how do you define young adults? Like who's a young adult? So that means that, and here's what I'd say, whether you agree with Mike and I and our definition (laughs) or not, my bottom line to this question is define it for yourself because the reality is it's not copy paste, right? It's not cookie cutter ministry. You are empowered by the Holy spirit to do contextualized young adult ministry Mm -hmm. in your city, Mm -hmm. your community. You understand your culture better than we do. But I would say our challenge for you today is define your, define your demographic for your church. What is young adult ministry? Yeah. I think that's the number one thing that you have to do, but then also understand like, what is the vision of the church? Like what is the lead pastor's vision? What's your mission statement? What does that mean? How can you come alongside them and how are they coming alongside you and the young adult ministry that you're leading? So I would say we've always defined young adult ministry ages 18 to 30, no ish, just 18 to 30. And that's our definition. It doesn't have to be yours. Some do 18 to 25. Some are 25 to 30. I know some young adults are even, what is it? 18 to 40 ish. I'm like, wow, you're pushing it. That's a church. There you go. (laughs) I mean, seriously. And, and you might um, be in a, in a rural context, Mm -hmm. you might be in more of a, a, a suburb of a city. You might be in a downtown metro. You might be in a college town. You might be, you know, at a mega church, a multi-site church that Mm -hmm. has all different demographics in different places. You might be in a micro church or a church plant. What our belief is that whether you're leading a small group or a network of small groups, Mm -hmm. young adult ministry works in rural settings, in urban settings, in downtown metropolis cities. And it works in multi-site 
mega church, micro church, and everything in between. Yeah. And one of the things that helps it work is when you define what is a win mm-hmm. or who is our demographic, because it helps you honestly put a name and a face. Like at the porch, they have, I think it's John and Jane Doe are their like target demographics. They even have them named for like who they're trying to reach in Dallas, Texas. And so you might put a name and a face and it might help you pray for those types of people. And um, Micah mentioned that with Mm -hmm. us, we've always defined young adults, whether we're leading in the state of Minnesota, when she was on staff at a church in North Dakota, when I was on staff at Cedar Valley Mm -hmm. in Minnesota, what we define young adults at is 18 to 30. And even that is a massive broad stroke you have within there really subgroups. Yeah. And we've landed on three subgroups as our ministry grew. Mm -hmm. When we were leading together, we kind of identify it as these three. Mm -hmm. And then I'll explain what we mean. We kind of call it college students or college age that 18 to 25, we have that career. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more yo pro young professional Mm -hmm. starting out that first job, that internship, landing a a big, big boy or big girl job. And then we have couples Mm -hmm. and now couples are probably going to be without kids because once you have a family, you're going to be plugging in more with family life of the whole church. But we just believe that young adults are looking for community. Mm -hmm. They're looking for multiple touch points throughout the week. They're looking for their friends and those relational needs that they have. And so what we did is we had our events all together. So if you were 18 to 30, whether you were a young couple, dating, engaged, or married, whether you were a Mm a career, you know, yo pro young professional, or whether you were a college age student, we did our events together. So special events and gatherings together, but then we had small groups that were kind of geared towards college students with college age. We had career with young professionals. We had couples with couples and that helped a lot. We even reached a point where we had a coach over each network of all the college small Mm -hmm. groups had one coach. All the young professionals had one coach and then Mm -hmm. the young couples had a coach. And you've just talked about like, look, even 18 to 30, nothing's forever. Right. Right. Can you well, talk about that? Well, I just think sometimes we forget that there's on-ramps and off-ramps, right? So we've had 16-year-olds who want to be a part of the ministry, but they're underage. And then we run into their underage. Should they be a part of this? And just, we could get into some messy situations. So we always say the on-ramp is 18 freshman year of college is on the on-ramp. That's yep. your prerequisite. That's <laughs> More or less. And then the off ramp, we, we kind of draw a hard line in the sand when we say, Hey, it's 30, it's not 35. It's not 45. It's not 50 and single and wanting to be married. Cause we've had those, like, you're going to have those people come along no matter what setting you're in that happens. And it's not a bad thing. You as a leader just may have to have some difficult, challenging, maybe awkward, come to Jesus moments with those individuals in a loving, kind way. And we want to help prepare you for that. But some of the offerings that we've done were actually really easy. So I would say if you, we did two things. One, I'll say this, if they are 25 to 30 and they are solid, means that they're reading the word of God, they're showing up and volunteering at every event you have. They've been a part of a life group. And we usually would approach them who are more matured in their walk with the Lord and said, Hey, if you're 25 to 30, would you be willing to be available to mentor, 
disciple, get coffee with, speak into the other people's lives, the other people, meaning the 18 to 24 year old who are navigating those pivotal moments of, do I transfer my credits? Do I move here? What small group do I get plugged in with? Uh, Do I take this job? What is my first big kid job? Like you had said, those people are designed that we designed a role for people who were in a place to speak into those other individuals. So that's one approach that we said is like, it's a soft off-ramp, right? Right, because they, they were co-leading or leading yeah. a lot of the small groups. They yep. were helping um, facilitate a lot of the, the gatherings and events. And it was just a great way to go about it. Right, they had their hands in ministry and they were volunteering to high capacities. So the other approach that we had taken was more or less like there's always a men's group or Bible study that's very specific for the men of the church, not just young adults, the entire church. And then the women were going through a special women's study for about eight weeks. So what we did is we actually divided our big um, co-ed Bible study. He took the 10 men. I probably took the 20 women and said, Hey, for the next eight weeks on these Wednesday nights, we're going to support the women's ministry and he's going to support the men's ministry. And we're just going to be the hands and feet of Christ in a different setting, meeting at the church versus in our home. And what that did is we were placed around tables naturally, and it came very organically with people of the church, the men and the women of the church. And we found that the people that were in our Bible study who are 28, 29, maybe just hit 30, naturally had come to me and Josiah and said, you know what? After that event and doing Bible study, I realized like I'm kind of in a place. Yeah, I'm not married, but I'm in a place to where I can kind of transition, move on because I met people. I've met other women who are 35 that are single wanting to be married. So there are friendships, relationships, and they were exposed to the different generations of the church. So we had the women's director come to me and she's like, Micah, do you want all your young adult women to sit at the same table? And I'm like, no, intentionally put them at different tables. If there's one or two, that's great, but do not put a 10 people, 10 people at this table that are all my Bible study girls. Right. So I said, Hey, can you strategically place them at tables? And she's like, that's a great idea. So she adopted that idea. And that was just a natural off-ramp for many people who were in a place and a position essentially to move out and to move on, who still had a heart for ministry, you know, but then became the hands and the feet of the next level. I don't know. You want to say that level of life <laughs> and I don't know. We just saw some amazing things happen that way. So I don't know. Did I miss anything that you want me to touch on? No, I mean, I love what you said babe, about on-ramps and off-ramps. It, it helps people. Maybe it, it, we thought through, we did a six week um, with juniors, seniors, and their parents. We did a oh, transitions, yeah. mm-hmm. like helping people learn how to do adult team 101. And it was life skills. Mm-hmm. It was choosing a college. It was how to pay for college. It was minimizing debt in college. It was also preparing them for relationships and friendships mm-hmm. and building community. And then they, at the end of those classes, they would actually visit our next young adult gathering. Mm-hmm. So like they would understand like kind of the pipeline. So we thought of the sunrise there or the on-ramp there and then strategically off-ramping people. I think that can be one of the the challenges that if we don't define mm-hmm. who is a young adult or who can come and look every event that we ever did or ever do there's invariably some people who are 32 or mm-hmm. you know 31 and they're like man can I come and it's I just believe that it's delaying the inevitable it could be an awkward conversation right. now or an even more awkward conversation later and because right. what it looked like and I'll let you share in no, just a second ahead. but I just want to complete the thought like 
what it would look like is I'm 35 and single. Can I come? But then there's 18 year olds and it's just like, who's the creepy guy in the corner worshiping? That's what they would ask. Exactly. (laughs) And then it was partnering with the local church. So we're not saying silo the ministry, right? I'll get into more of this in just a second to talk about not siloed, but actually integrating Mm -hmm. young adults into the lifeblood Mm -hmm. of the church, but how you talked about sunrises and sunsets. Um, Look, people move, people transition, people get new jobs, people get married and they're going to off-ramp. They're going to have a sunset, even to their volunteering and leadership Mm -hmm. and serving within our ministry. But our aim is to help them get plugged in with women's and men's ministries to be an intergenerational church. And I think you had wanted to add something. Well, I just want to bring a real life event that we experienced within the last couple of years. And that is, so we host a special event, right? So people have to pay to come to it. It's an overnight thing. And we have the 32 year old coming and saying, Hey, I'm dating somebody. She's 28. So she's under 30. Can I come and spend the night too? Well, I, I'm a rule follower. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And Josiah's were like, well, it wouldn't be that bad, you know? And sometimes we try to justify other people's ages and make the decision for them. But here's the thing. If we try to, this is what my fear was. If we let everybody in at age 32, what happens next year when we host something now they're 33 and they're like, well, you let me do this last year. And so it's like, how do we lovingly come across people and say, Hey, if you're 35 and you are a key leader, right. And you are going to be the go-to person for your group of young adults that you're going to bring. That's great. But there's probably a pastor, a little team of key leaders, but then your main group, that's a different story and a conversation to be had. But when we start having people saying, well, you let me do this last year. If you, if we do it once, we'll have to do it always. And we wish we could do everything for everyone at all ages. Like we really do have a heart for that. Do it, do for one that you could do for all. But then it's like, oh my gosh, as this thing grows, are we going to find ourselves in a situation where the off-ramp becomes very blurred and we're not pointing people to the big C church or the men's group that they would obviously probably do better in or the women's group that they would really connect in. So it's kind of that in that inevitable feeling of like, oh, we have to have that hard conversation. <laughs> and the event that Mike is talking about was the Y weekend. And I remember there was like a 16 or 17 year old that registered yeah. and we refunded them. And we actually said, there's teen camp our state of Minnesota, the Mm -hmm. district, we have youth camp that you can go towards. So we switched the registration right over to the youth. And in that 32 year old, we had a a tough phone call. And, and I think sometimes our fear is like, well, what if nobody comes or we we want those people to come? So we'll accept (laughs) younger, we'll accept older. And then the group will grow. But I've actually found that when we help people have on ramps and off ramps, those are the groups that actually grow Mm -hmm. deeper and go deeper because it's really laser focusing. What is your target market and audience? And Mm -hmm. I want to just kind of just sketched out some notes that have it's, it's been how we've approached ministry. And this is Mm -hmm. where my mind goes. I believe that personal invitations are stronger than general announcements. What I mean is that a personal invitation is always going to be more effective than a general announcement. Say you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, nursery volunteers or kids, church, small group leaders. Like if you make a pulpit announcement, you might get one or two that sign up. But if mm-hmm. you personally ask five people, I think you're going to actually have a higher success rate mm-hmm. getting the people mm-hmm. that you need by saying, I see this in you. Would you try it for six months, once a month? 
Right. And so personal invitations, I've just seen that ministry as a pastor, ministry is often a series of personal invitations. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about becoming a member of this church? I just see your giftings and you like, we'd love for you to be, become a member. I think that might be your next step. Have you ever thought about coming with me to the membership class? Have you ever gotten water baptized? I just believe the new Testament, what Jesus says, Mm. believe and be baptized. So I'm going to invite you to water baptism this month, serving or volunteering. Like one of the things that I think was a key metric for success was Mm. how many young adults are serving and volunteering, not in young adult ministry, right? Right. But actually in worship team, coffee, door holders, ushers, greeters, service hosts, nursery workers, youth group leaders, like these were volunteers. And many times we've seen that people and churches will have when they have a young adult ministry, but they integrate and say, you do a Friday night quarterly event and you actually have the other pastors and staff and team from your churches and ministries. We've seen 30 to 50 young adults Mm -hmm. sign up to serve because they're looking, they have the time. And this is kind of how you can help extend the vision of your senior leadership, Mm. your pastor or leader, senior pastor, lead pastor. The goal of a young adult pastor in the role is to extend the vision of the church into a younger audience. So again, it's not siloed ministry. So you could have, like, I remember one of our favorite nights was we did a mixer. And we teamed up the 18 to 30 year old young adult ministry with the 55 plus, this was your idea, Micah. And we did a mixer with the senior adult ministry and the young adult ministry. And kind of like before, only four young adults, only four senior adults at a table and you each bring something to eat. And it was a hit. They would beg to do it every year. (laughs) And there's mentorships, there's life-changing relationships Mm. and friendships that would have never happened otherwise. So we're not saying you can't have a pastor who's over 30. Right. Or that you can't have volunteers who are 65 and prayer warriors. What we're just saying for the participants of your ministry. And I think when you do that, I think it just helps people plug into whatever their next church, right. say they move to Texas, then their next church might not have a young adult ministry that mm-hmm. looks like yours did, but now they know how to serve. Mm-hmm. Now they know how to be a part of an intergenerational small group. And now they know how to be a part of the lifeblood of the church. Well, yeah, and I think it goes back down to the original question is you as a listener and as a leader get to define what is the age range of a young adult and you get to unpack that. So take into consideration your location, the culture, you know, the culture, and we don't want to be cookie cutter Christians exactly. who say do this because it worked out for us. What we're saying is help narrow the focus. And I think that I can't remember what book I was reading, but it's talked about narrowing the focus is we have this big, broad, you know, this ministry is for everyone. Then we lose. And are we effective to anyone? I think that's the question. If we can hone in and laser on the people that God's called you to, to speak to, he's given you the mantle. He's given you the microphone, the position, the location, the church, the group of people, shepherd the people that are before you, but cast vision to them as well. So when you cast vision from the pulpit of saying, Hey, if you're 18 to 30 in the room, then you are in the right place. Here's what we have to offer. And you let them know what they have to offer from volunteering to special events, to Bible studies, to whatever it could be. Missions trips. Have fun. And I think that's what we want to encourage you to do is be a leader, but know the vision because there are so many times we've come to people like, what's the vision? And they can't answer it. They go, "I, I, I don't know. Okay. But you have a job. This is your role. And you don't have a vision. Who are your people? 
What is the age range? How did you start? And there are a deer in headlights. And I would say, if you feel like that deer in headlights, when I ask that question, number one thing that I would encourage you to do, get in prayer, take it to the Lord in prayer, Lord, in whatever setting you're in, show me who my other people are, show me and bring the right people. Cause you can pray in the right people. You can pray in the volunteers. You can pray in the special events. You can pray in the people who are creative, who think differently than you, who approach things differently, that challenge even your leadership. And those are healthy things. We want those people um, to be a part of the group who are yeah. trying to just become part of the hands and feet of Christ in the young adult setting, but also in the church that they're a part of. So that's how I would just end it today is get in prayer. If you can't define what God's called you to, Wow. Take us back to our first love, Lord. Take us back to you and all that we do. So that's what I got. (laughs) That's amazing. And hey, this might spur on or spark Mm -hmm. a conversation where you listen to this with your volunteer team or your pastor or Mm -hmm. your board. And and just to begin to ask, like, who has God called us to reach? Mm -hmm. This might also spark great questions for you to process as a leadership team in your setting. And lastly, you might want to reach out to us at youngadults.today on Instagram or through our website. It's www.youngadults.today. Mike and I don't have all the answers, but (laughs) we're willing to take follow-up questions as a part of this FAQ series. So, and until next time, we are the Canales and we're signing off. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm getting judged up right now, yeah.